Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The spread of misinformation has fueled our cultural divide and increased our collective anxiety about the future. Tackling misinformation isn't a simple task, but it's important. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that's dismantling new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. On the show, a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic walk into a bar and the bartender says, no, 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 it's not that old joke. They dive deep into current events such as RFK Jr.'s involvement in mainstreaming dangerous anti-vax rhetoric. They crowdsource, research, analyze, and dream up answers to the problem with, get this, proven science as their ultimate guiding light. I highly recommend you check out Conspirituality's fascinating episodes on creating comedy in the MAGAverse with Jordan Klepper or RFK Jr. flirting with body fascism. And you've listened to a bunch of them at this point, Paul, I know, and you tell me you love it. I, I do. They're, they're fascinating. And my favorite part is they use, wait for it, proven science. Science? And, and if, if there's any kids listening, that's a class we used to take. Proven yep. science as their ultimate guiding light. I love that. From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed about misinformation and help you resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you guys, it's just me, Paula Poundstone. I'm, I'm just taking a minute to wash my hands before we begin the show this week. You know, we really hope that you're not sick or quarantined, but it's logical, because we believe in science, that many of us will be in the coming days. So please know that you nobodies are the world to us, and we hope that a little bit of laughter goes a long ways towards making you feel better. Fuck, I just got water up my sleeve. I hate that. Coming to you live from the Starburn Studio in Burbank, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, depression. You're feeling sad and anxious with a side dish of hopelessness. Are you depressed or are you just paying attention to the news? Therapist Mark Weiss is here to counsel us on the difference between being depressed and being well-informed. Plus, Tony Anita Hull has a message for India. India, you're gonna love us. You're as upset as we are about the new Butterfinger recipe, India, so we're the podcast for you. Wouldn't that sari look great in a tri-poly blend with a drawing over the left breast and a quotation on the back? And now, please enjoy these additional bars of French horn music while I wash my hands. I'm Adam Felber, the man who gives this show a weekly treatment of talk therapy, attempting to keep our conversation from veering into madness. And now, please welcome the woman who delivers a conversational electroshock to any topical thread, Paula Poundstone! Woo! <laughs> 
Welcome, Paula, and thank you to tonight's house band, French Horn Virtuoso, our returning champion, Jacqueline Rainey. Yeah. Paula, 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 the show has started. Oh, I'll be right there, just washing up. You know, I... That's good audio. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Understandable, though. Yeah. They say you're supposed to go, happy birthday to you. I have, like, one layer of skin left, by the way. Yeah, you've been washing a lot. I've been doing a lot of hand wash. They say you're supposed to sing happy birthday because that's the right amount of time. Apparently, it's a 20-second song. Yeah. I've been doing Anagata DeVita. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do Anagata yeah. DeVita. Don't do Stairway to Heaven. Don't do Hey Jude. Don't do any. Well, stay away. Bohemian Rhapsody. Stay away from Prague Rock. Sometimes <laughs> I do American Pie, but it's not all that long because I don't know all the words. So I do like, Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Yeah. So you're pausing a lot. Exactly. And washing Yeah, absently. but it doesn't take as long because yeah. I don't know I all you. the words. Well, but we are we are and, keeping... and you know one thing you're supposed to do. You know you're still do... rubbing your hands. No, because you know what you're supposed to do yeah. the tops of your hands as well, which is new for me. I never did the tops of my hands. What do you mean before. the tops? Except you're for our listeners to who do... aren't looking at okay, you. Okay, like the I back am. of your hand. You're supposed to do the back of your hand. The the part of your hand that security uses to touch your sensitive parts. Wait, which when hand? you're at the airport, they always say I'm going to use the back of my hand to touch your sensitive parts, what? as if that makes any difference at all. I've when never you... had the sensitive parts touched at the airport, so nobody's ever never warned me in advance they were using the back of my. Their well, hand. you have to ask for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. Do they touch your sensitive parts a lot yeah, in the airport? They do. Yeah. And they say I'm going to touch the. When you get the pat down, they say they say I'm going to use the the front of my hand for the regular parts of your body, oh. and when I come to the sensitive parts, I'm going to use the back of your hand, as if that makes any difference you, you to anybody. You know what? Now that you phrase it that way, I do remember that happening yeah, to me, and that, I think yeah. I just blocked it because yeah, um, yeah. because. It felt so violent, such a violation. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. I'm going to need Mark Weiss in here. <laughs> yeah, Mark, that's what they said. I don't yeah. feel good about so, the way they touched me. <laughs> so you have to, you have to, yeah, you're supposed to wash the backs of of your hands, which I never even thought about. Well, the backs of course, of my because hands think about it. When you, uh, you know, when you feel a little sniffle, like I just did, what yeah. do you do instantly? Oh. You run the back, the back, you run the back of your finger under your nose. Yeah, sometimes I guess I do come yeah. to think of it. And yeah. I have learned in the last couple of weeks Gotta that like I, a am a, I am a goddamn face toucher. Oh, I'm a face toucher. <laughs> I can't stop. I, I oh, mean, I, I'm getting better at not touching, touching other people's faces. Yeah. Especially <laughs> since the restraining order started coming through. Yeah. But, um, but my face... Uh, my face is just asking for it. If you yeah. Ask me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have terrible allergies, and so my nose itches all the time. Right. Right. So that's one reason. And then the other reason is my hair, you know, flies forward into my face. I'm forever having to pull my that's hair. That's true. I out see you do that mouth, all the time. And it's always sort of poking me. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I'm a and within and the, I'm a beard stroker. I've got this little like goatee thing that I that I do this to. I yeah. Stroke. Yeah. Yeah. He's very pensive. Yeah. Um. You know, Rodan's the thinker. Yeah. Uh, you can't even go near him now. That guy died. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. so. The, the model for that, uh, you died so of some contagious. wasting flu of the, yeah. the 19th century. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I mean, I, I really have been washing my hands on a regular basis. Um, and I do it like a fly. Well, you you look, I would have described that either as a fly or a squirrel, what you're doing Oh, do there. they? Yeah, they kind of do. You have that yeah. kind of like hand over hand yeah, sort of squirrel. Tony Hall, get in there and get a shot of Paula. Squirrels are always flying or the squ- backs of squirling. their hands. That's why yeah. they don't have this virus. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think I have. Uh, yeah, I'm perfectly you, healthy. You're feeling healthy. Knock wood or yeah, well that's knock good. Plastic. Uh, right. Don't uh, don't yeah. knock glass because uh, we don't want to wake people up in the in, in the. Uh, in the uh, oh yeah. In the incubator. <laughs> By the way, we're everybody, still... we're in this. We're in second week in our new studios. We love Starburns Audio, but we've got we've got uh, Land and Jessica behind the glass here, and yeah. um, they're you know they're going to be released from the hospital that's, soon. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't used to record this way, but since the virus, they've put up this. Uh, yeah, I brought uh, last week. I brought the snake plant that we got a couple weeks ago. They, the um, when we had the plant lady on, she yeah. gave us each a, a plant. You bitched about yours, uh, but mine. You got a nicer one. I, <laughs> that was the weirdest moment. That was like being at your kid's birthday party before they've really learned manners. Uh, no, no, yeah, this is not no, the you difference were, between no, getting like a blue and a purple bubble bear or something. No, you, you have were an objectively like, nicer looking spider she plant. She gave you a plant. plant. She didn't have to give you anything. We gave her nothing. We gave her <laughs> grief. Uh, but I did. She gave me a lovely snake she plant. Did. She did. And you know, the thing is, these plants, she said that she was giving us like a plant for beginners. Yeah. Um, I'm such a beginner that honestly, I didn't even read the little tag on it. That's right. planted like in the dirt beside it. I was expecting it to grow, but it has instructions on it, and I didn't even read that. I had put it in the one of the bathrooms uh, in my house, and I just left it there because it was the only place the cat wouldn't knock it over. Okay. And then, like about a couple weeks after I had it, I happened to read the instructions. Okay. And it said, if if in doubt about whether or not it needs water, wait another week. Okay. That's how independent <laughs> this, plant, this is. plant is. Yeah, you and know, then, mine said the other day when I tried to water it, it said, I don't need your help, Dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a very much, it's become like a teenager. Yeah. I, now I open that bathroom door and it's like, get out. I don't want you. <laughs> and so I brought it, it, doing in there? I brought it here uh, hoping that it would, you know, socialize, socialize a little, a little better. bit better. Yeah, and absolutely. it really is th- thriving. It looks, I mean, my plant still looks like it did the day I got it. Yours now, is, this one looks bigger since I brought it here last week. Definitely bigger, yeah, which is I a think, little weird. Yeah, I think it's... But purportedly, we had the same species of plant, but like... Yeah. Well, and it's not getting... I mean, these windows... The plant may think this is sunlight coming through the windows. No, it's just Isn't a dark a, this is a chamber containing Land and Jessica on the other side. This is just to keep <laughs> us separated from uh, these new people. These newborns. Uh, yeah. Right, because the um, that's the baby. Yeah. What do you call it? The baby it's ward. It's the incubator. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, in the, there. The maternity ward. The, yeah. Uh, the incubator. I don't yeah. know. What do you call that thing? Um, I, I, I don't, don't know, know, but I just know that they're starting to follow us with their eyes when you move your hand around, which is I think is a oh, great development. That's a really good sign. They're so cute at this that's stage. A very Producers good and sign. stuff. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're oh, they're adorable. <laughs> All right, so you know what? I did interview. Um, you know how I'm always telling you how I suck at interviews. Yes. Okay. I, so I, I can't imagine why that would be. <laughs> so I did it. So I did an interview like just a couple days ago. Right. And um, and uh, Bonnie, I told Bonnie it didn't go well. And she Bonnie said, Burns, Captain Crinkle, your Captain manager Crinkle. and our producer. That's correct. I, I, I thanks for crinkling, Bonnie. She's I, the audio I, I, equivalent I said, of a visual aid. I said, I did this interview the other day. It didn't go very well. And she goes, well, who was it with? And I said, well, I don't remember. And she said, well, what was it for? And I said, well, I don't remember. She goes, could we get a tape of it? I said, I don't know because I don't remember. <laughs> I was not in that yeah, conversation. Yeah, it was such was a frustrating conversation <laughs> yeah. to have. Right. So I'm guessing when you got here tonight, she said, so did you bring the tape? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember all the information about it. Here's well, what, what I remember. what do you remember? Here's what I remember about it. Okay, I, see, no one ever expects me to really uh, – 
I guess, I, okay, so the lady said to me, she said, what is it you want your audience members to leave with from your live shows? And, and I hear myself, uh-huh. you know, 20 minutes of, you know, humanity, blah, 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 chemical balance, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And when I finally was, it was, and you could tell that she was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And when I finally hung up the phone, I thought, why do I do that? Why not? That's an what, obvious correct answer. What do you want your audience to leave with? Having a good time. Boom. Done. How about a t-shirt? I want them to, well, no, a pussy pillow. A for pussy pillow. Sakes, boom. Yeah. Done. You know, what do you want them to leave with? I, I, yeah, I, I don't know why I can't just do that because I, I could be back at sifting litter boxes or vacuuming. Yeah, maybe that's why you do that. You're like, please. I, no, just I like those from... things. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm just not, uh, you know, sore cheeks. That would be good. Two seconds, right? Sore, sore cheeks. cheeks. Sore Done. Cheeks. You mean from sitting or from laughing? From laughing, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think sore cheeks I is a little too ambiguous. I think she had sore cheeks uh, from, yeah, from, from me doing the interview, but that I've was I've been your sitting. co-host for over a year now, Paul. Yeah. You've had, you've had some sore cheeks <laughs> yourself? I, I'm, I can't feel anything below the waist anymore. <laughs> That's why you didn't know about the pat down. That's exactly it. <laughs> but, you know, on the subject of swag that you can buy at your shows, did you know that you can buy that online now at paulapoundstone.com? The store is up on the new website. Okay, now we've been, we've been making fun of Bonnie Burns for, for months now. And in fairness, it's because she's been lying to us. Um, but, <laughs> but as of right now, paulapoundstone.com doesn't just feature our podcast – it features the T-shirts, it features the, the baseball shirt, and it features the Poundstones Pussy Pillows, oh. the cat toy filled with catnip directly from Paula's garage. Yeah, that Wendell is very upset about. Wendell, my assistant, makes them yes. in what Adam has pointed out is basically a sweatshop that we've turned my son's old bedroom into. It, it is a sweatshop. Yeah, he's in there all by himself with the sewing machine. He has like And no, you don't give his... him health care, I take it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> he keeps the back door open because he says otherwise all the catnip uh, he gets catnip lung um, the nip the dust of the nip, nip lung goes into his lungs I remember nip lung and then, and then the pod puppy keeps walking in with his dirty ball and dropping it like where the <laughs> the cloth is and so he's always like god this, damn this it get out of here this is the worst advertisement for your product ever nobody's no, gonna want to touch it now. no it's, it's, uh, it's he sterilizes it afterwards uh, yeah no it's beautiful no he, do, he, the, he doesn't drop the ball on the cloth and if he did Wendell wouldn't use that piece. Right. That's, he's, uh, no, he's very careful. He, he said today, because there's Fastidious a, even. There's a cat joke printed on one side. Right. And it's a little joke that I wrote and we, and we, uh, he, but he made a rubber stamp so that he can print it. And today, because it was raining, uh, there was moisture in the air and it, it would run a little bit. It wouldn't go on just quite right. The and quip? He, he just, um. He threw all those away, the ones that didn't wow. print properly. And this kind of brings me to a point that I want to make, and I guess while you can, listeners might want to take advantage of it. Your website, can I say this? You're selling the Pussy Pillow for $15? Yeah, so far. These are handmade, personalized Paula Poundstone cat toys. Like, at a cat, at a store near me, I could that's almost as much as I'd pay for a regular old catnip mouse. Fifteen dollars for a catnip well, mouse? Well, maybe no, a pack of That's a live mouse that has maybe catnip in it. What I'm saying is, it's catnip a, it's, in its cheeks. It's a bargain that might cause Wendell to starve to death. Is what I'm saying. I, you know, I can't uh, do everything for Wendell. I can't. You could raise the price of the pussy pillows. <laughs> you know, actually, you know what happened? Somebody, when the guy who was making the website, um, 
he put the site up, but he put a banner on the store saying the store is not available yet. Yes. But he was testing something and he took it down just for a few minutes. Right. And within that few minutes, and he had the wrong price. Uh-huh. And within that few minutes, someone ordered. Yeah. Uh, Our uh, listeners have been talking about how they want to get in there and buy that stuff. Well, it had a $30 price on it. Somebody bought two of them for $30. Send them four. Actually, I do think that's what happened. So he ordered two for $30. So when I found out about it, I wrote to him and I said, look, it was an accident. You've been overcharged. We don't know how to refund money yet. But we, as, <laughs> but we, we promise were, that uh, by the time you hear this podcast, yeah. we will have solved oh, that we'll money refunding. That. No, what right, Bonnie Burns? It's already up, right? I said, and I said, <laughs> I said, if we don't know how within a week, right. then I will just write you a check. And I guess he wrote back and said he wanted five, not checks, pussy pillows. Oh, so he wants one bonus one for paying too much at first? Uh no, I think he was going to pay for that bonus okay. one. Okay. Um, but I did think it was f- f- that f- that few minute window. It's amazing. And the, and he had the wrong. Well, I'm sure. Price. By the time people, what are if it had been like a thousand dollars and he had the wrong price? Do you think the guy I'm, still would have done it? I'm more worried about Wendell because I think I think nobody's are going to be ordering those things in droves. Do you? Yes, I do. I think he Wendell's, thinks so too. I think Wendell is fucked. <laughs> I keep telling him he's like, because he's he's like, well, you, you know, we can't do this international. I he everything he was so upset when he heard we were going to sell them on the website, and I said, well, Wendell, that's the whole point is to sell them, and he was like, God damn it, and I said, I don't think it's going to be any different than anything else I sell, which is you know we we're barely surviving, and he was like, no, it is, it is, but yeah, this so. is this is a a podcast specific treat, and it's it's functional. Well, keep in mind, uh. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. <laughs> All right. You know, once we solve that little problem, we'll be fine, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah, we'll be fit as a fiddle. Hey, I have a word. You do? I do have okay. a word. Uh, it's temerity. It's a noun that means rash or presumptuous daring. Here, I'll use it in a sentence. Some Christians have the temerity to suggest that atheists have just not yet come around to Christian beliefs. Oh, that's that, an interesting usage of it. Yeah. It's, tem- it's, it's sort of a... It's they like, have the temerity to suggest that your belief system is just because you're unevolved. Right, exactly. I get it. That, that, yeah, that's that a good, that's a good use of temerity. That we haven't selected to be atheists, but rather... Right. You don't know just, enough about the cosmos yet to realize that right, there is that, a su- that, supreme that, being wearing a, a peplos. That, that God is... Uh, uh, is uh, that a peplos that God wears... Does God wear peplos? Like on the Sistine no, Chapel. Is I that a peplos? I, I haven't seen the Sistine Chapel. Really? He's wearing something, isn't he? Or is that... I would hope. I think he... Well, Adam's not. Nobody... No, nobody draws God, do they? No, they draw yeah, Jesus. Yeah, they did. No, they drew... God, God's on the Sistine Chapel. No, I think that might yeah, be Yeah, no, he's Jesus. reaching out his finger to Adam and giving no. him life. No, but, that's Bernie. That's Bernie Sanders? Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, I could the barely... Timeline. <laughs> I could barely find this place. <laughs> Buddy Burns told me it was 10 minutes from uh, Ray Horseman Studios, and it is not 10 minutes. I don't, uh, Buddy Burns, I don't know why you do that thing. Uh, it's uh, me, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, we uh, figured that out, Bernie. I don't Bernie. know Welcome. why you do that producer thing where you tell someone you, uh, uh, to get them to go along that it's going to be easy and that it isn't easy at all. You wring every last bit of life out of someone with this <laughs> producer technique that you uh, use. Bur- Bur- Senator Sanders. She if says I- it's not going to take effort. It did take effort. It took a lot Senator of Senator effort. Sanders. 
Look, I, I feel like you're overwrought. You, you definitely have had a challenging month, to say it's the least. It's been very difficult. Uh-huh. And coming here, uh, it's, it's 10 minutes. She said, just go to go to Ray Horseman Studios and yeah. then come from there. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. that's absurd. That's right. waste a lot of time and effort. We, uh, we'll get you a snack. How about that, Senator Sanders? I, Would that I, be nice? A nice little I, snack. I'd enjoy a, I'd enjoy a snack. Could I have a chair? Yeah, here you go. <laughs> Uh, I I would uh, wonder, Adam, yes. if you could get uh, Paula uh, to do her vocabulary song. All right, well, sit, <laughs> sit down, pa- sit down, Senator Sanders, and I will ask Paula. Paula Poundstone, are you um, are you uh, ready to sing your vocabulary? Why am I, would I like asking to for add this? temerity to my. As you recall, Adam, we left off last week. Yes. Uh, when we left off last week, some of the words in our vocabulary song were really beginning to take root. Okay. Just a shout out to Cardi B, by the way. Don't let that intimidate you. Keep working on your vocabulary yes, song. If you didn't hear uh, episode hear 83 or something, Cardi B is apparently working on a version of a vocabulary song for us. Yeah, she is. Okay. And uh, we heard a little bit of it already. Uh, uh-huh. Thank you, Cardi B. Uh, we heard a little bit of it already, and it was... It was fantastic. Was it now? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's just let's just do this. <laughs> ready? Okay. Here it is. Jacqueline, it's... you can feel free to play along. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's shaking, or not. shaking her head. No, I can't believe that this doesn't draw her in. This week's word is temerity. It's a noun that means rash or presumptuous daring. Last week's word was aplomb. It's a noun that means calm self-confidence. Will I ever have that? Not a chance. The week before that, the word was vituperative. It's an adjective that means bitter and abusive. What a shitty life you live. Ooh, that would be vituperative. <laughs> Going back before that, we had Lilliputian. It's an adjective that means very small or unimportant. Also, it's a noun that means very small or unimportant person or thing. Never mind, it doesn't matter. And not long ago, the word was brandy. Oh, it's an adjective that means of or relating to a meal. I don't like the mashed potatoes with the peel. That would be a brandy old conversation. Let's never forget free. It's a noun that means confused jumbler madly of things. Hodgepodge, hoochpodge, hodgepodge. Adam doesn't think my song is replicable. Replicable, replicable, but I do, I do, I do, I do. Nice. Wow. Paula. Whoa, boy, it's really coming I want to say a couple of things. Jacqueline, I don't understand why you didn't want to join in on that song. I got to say, Paula. You know, there's nothing like the glockenspiel and a French horn jamming no, over a vocabulary song. There's truly nothing in the world that is like that. Uh, I, I want to say a couple of things. Number one, um, your song is... Replicable. It's becoming replicable. It's in, unbelievable. It's in unbelievable. that you're actually using the same lines week after week now, and you're rhyming, which is a hallmark of... And these are not things that you were doing at the beginning. There are some rhymes now, and you're oh, doing lines again always, and again. No, there were always rhymes. Okay. No. Uh, if you think so. Uh, but yeah. now, no, now I'm always gonna, fantastic I hate to ruin your rhymes. song, but I think it's becoming replicable. It is replicable. So now Replic- what are you going to do about the line that uh, Adam doesn't think my song is replicable? Um... Adam didn't used to think my song was replicable. Okay. There we go. How about that? And, and, and then just one, one other, and this is a small note. And I really shouldn't I schooled be Adam. How about that? Yeah, okay. Um, the, 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 uh, the Lilliputian. Yes. You added an extra line and then said, never mind, it doesn't matter. Right. 
Now, as a songwriter, what I would think is I would just take out that and the line that didn't matter. Small and unimportant. Yeah. Never mind, it doesn't matter. Yeah. See, I was using it. I see. It's a nuanced song. It is a very nuanced song. I feel like it might have have rocketed beyond me, but not musically, really. Let me just tell you something. Uh In December, I worked with Don McLean. The guy whose song you can't remember. Uh, American Pie. Yes. Uh, Vincent. Uh, You know. Vincent? The song Vincent. Oh, yes. Uh, Starry, Starry Night. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's about Vincent van Gogh. Yeah, painter. Got it. Well, uh, I uh, he came to me and asked me for pointers. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Oh. He said, you know, could I help him make his songs more layered and A little nuanced? stickier, as, as they say uh, in, in the business. No, now. he wanted it to, you know, he said, like your vocabulary song. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, I put my arm over his shoulder and I said, I, I don't think I can help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I'm anyways. gonna leave that story right there on the okay. floor. All I'm right. Just like there it not, is. not gonna scoop it up. There it is. I'll baby. let the janitor take care of that tonight. All right. Coming up, Susan Sontag said depression is melancholy minus its charms. Therapist Mark Weiss is here to help us open up our pill cases of depression and sort out what needs Prozac and what needs a handkerchief to cry in. That's coming up when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Hey, everybody. As longtime listeners know, when Helix Mattresses first started sponsoring our show, Bonnie Burns somehow got the drop on me and made off with the first mattress. But in the intervening years, I have gotten myself a Helix mattress. I've had it for almost a year now, and it has improved my sleep. It has improved my life. I could not be happier. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which I have, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, which is a mattress designed just for big and tall sleepers, and they even have mattresses made just for kids. Now, if you're like me and you were a little nervous about trying it online, or like Paula, who was screaming in fear of buying a mattress online, don't be. The Helix Sleep Quiz takes into account your individual sleep preference to match you and your partner with the perfect mattress. I took the quiz and I ended up with the great mattress for a side sleeper, the Helix Midnight Lux. Take my word for it, everybody. The Helix Midnight Lux. Oh, don't want to take Adam's word for it. I don't blame you. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula and use the code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Paula. Paula, I invited you over, but (laughs) you fell asleep. Helixsleep.com slash Paula. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. On this day in unremarkable history, Pontius Pilate said, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) 
There's a lady who's sure all that glitters is gold. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. You're getting a really thorough wash when there. When she gets... Oh, come on. I'm not even through the first verse. <laughs> Just can't get clean. Okay, okay. Hey, Paula, you're, uh... You feeling good? Feeling happy? Well, no, but should I be? That's the... Yeah, see, that's the beautiful chemistry we have, that we set this up this so perfectly. This is the whole thing. There are a bunch of things making me sad right now. Like what? We're facing a pandemic. We're not supposed to shake hands or hug. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is not in the race anymore. Yeah. I don't know if I should use bamboo toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never have a plum. Am I Am I sad or am I depressed? That's You know, I have the same question because I have many reasons to be sad. But am I depressed? I ask myself the same thing, and we have someone here who can answer us. Thank goodness. Uh, Mark Weiss is a marriage and family therapist. He provides therapy for relationships, anxiety, depression, and more in Pasadena, Toluca Lake, and nearby neighborhoods. Please welcome back to our show, Mark Weiss. Thank you. <laughs> Interesting factoid. French horn is not usually used by motivational speakers. <laughs> so if you weren't feeling a little sad. <laughs> yeah, boy, that'll shove you right over the yeah. edge. Yeah. So how are you, Mark? I'm good, thank you. Now, when you were on last time, we were talking about anxiety. Correct. Now, let's go to the what I perceive as the other end of the spectrum, although I guess they can be very closely related, depression. The, uh, they're kind of the other end of the spectrum, but a lot of people suffer from both at once. Sure. So I know I do. Um, because so, once you get started, why not? Right. <laughs> now, Mark, some historians now claim that Lincoln was depressed. But to me, his kid died while he was president. And, of course, the country was engaged in the Civil War. These are not happy things. If he had not seemed unhappy, I think we would think that he was unhinged. Would we not? So would you call that depressed or appropriately responding? Well, it is appropriate to, to respond to that uh, with sadness, with depression. My understanding is that Lincoln had incidents before that that suggested that he had lifelong depression. But, but he had a bunch of bad breaks along the way. Yes, he did. If I woke he up did. with acromegaly one day, I'd be upset. <laughs> what? Uh, the distended bone condition that gave Lincoln his distinctive look. Oh, I didn't realize he had acromegaly. Is that how it's pronounced? I don't know. All right. Party of one here. Let's yeah. continue, Paula. Yeah. Well, I, all right. So anyways, I, I just use that to illustrate the point. Is there a difference between being depressed and being sad? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sadness is sadness. Is You're unhappy about something. Mm-hmm. Depression clinically is a whole set of um, symptoms that go along with Sadness being one of the symptoms. What are the other symptoms that wouldn't be part of somebody just being sad? Well, when when a client comes into my office and I need to sort of assess them, I'll ask them things like, um, are you hopeless? Are you um, are you sleeping well? Because if you're not sleeping well or you're sleeping too much, that's a sign. Uh-huh. Are you eating well? Either, either have you started eating a lot or not enough? Um, do you feel like you don't really like any of the things that you usually like? You don't really want to do anything? You don't have any energy? There's a whole collection of things like that right. that suggest more than just, I'm sad because, you know, the Dodgers lost last night. Okay. Well, that's well, actually very interesting because I just went just now from thinking that I'm depressed to just sad mm-hmm. about stuff. All mm-hmm. right. No, wait. 
say if somebody I loved just died, mm-hmm. right? I'm sorry, um, Paula. Uh, nice idea. Um, and, and I felt sad about that. Yes. Right? Would yes. that automatically make me depressed? Or again, could I just be appropriately sad? Yes. And while I was feeling appropriately sad, I may uh, find myself not sleeping that well, uh, feeling uh, like I don't feel like doing the things that I usually enjoy mm-hmm. because I'm grieving. Mm-hmm. Would that? That's a great question. Is grieving a form of depression or is it just uh, sadness? Grieving is grieving. Uh, which is it's, it's a kind of sadness. To answer your question, Paula, um, if you were my client, I would monitor you. <laughs> you would monitor me? In that I would... Like I, would, would, I, would, I would Well, you would put, like, on the side of where I sleep, a little speaker? You if, mean, if that was appropriate, sure. You mean no, like I, we're doing for our infants in the production chamber over there? Right. What kind I of would, monitoring? I would, so cute, I, would, by the way. I would pay attention to uh, whether those symptoms persisted or not. Oh. I see. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you you might if somebody somebody passed away, you would be natural to feel um, sad, and that would lead to I don't want to eat today and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If it persisted for more than a few days, a few weeks, then I would get concerned that you were entering into depression. Mm-hmm. I just want to say to all the people that I love, don't count on me not eating after you die. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know just, why they'd be counting on I that. Just, I just don't <laughs> think that's how it's going to manifest I, itself. You know, if I, I picture myself, if I go before you, Paula, I do not picture you no. fasting in any way. No, no. I will, I, I, I'm more likely to binge on double stuff Oreos in your fond that, I actually find that very comforting. Yeah. No, I want you to know I'm there for you. Now, is there a, a biochemical – are there biochemical markers of depression? Like is there – is it a clinical – like I can medically diagnose you as depressed kind of thing? That's a complicated question. Yes, you can you can diagnose somebody as depressed. Medications work um, work chemically. Sure, so they they have an effect. There is a cl- a chemical component. There's a physiological component. Um, mostly, though, the way that we look at it is some people have a um, propensity towards depression. They have a vulnerability, just like with anxiety. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. if they have that propensity, then certain things can push them into it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if they don't, some people are more resilient, less less prone to it, and things that would drive somebody over the edge don't bother them. Huh. Interesting. So there's people that just, you know, stuff happens and it's just water under the bridge. Yeah. Oh, well, didn't want that dog anyways. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Had a good life. Moving on. Yeah. Didn't have to. Don't have to buy a kibble this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No more writing to grandma. Um, now... Are there are there behaviors? Uh, there's two sides to this question. Are there behaviors that exacerbate depression that make it worse? So if you have a friend or yourself who is depressed or you think is depressed and they're doing a behavior, you want to go, hey, well, don't well, don't do that anymore. Can you tell somebody to stop doing something worse. or start doing something to make themselves better? Yes. Um, the challenge with depression is that all the things you need to do to feel better are all the things that depression makes you not want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh. So the way to get out of depression is, aside from sort of trying to change the way that you think about the situation you're in, mm-hmm. is get up and do things, exercise, try and get good sleep, eat right. All the things that depression makes you not want to do, right. you need to be doing. Uh-huh. So that's one of the reasons why sometimes depression can be very difficult to get out of. Yeah. Right. Because, I, you know, my clients will come in and I'll say, they'll say, I, I, I slept 12 hours yesterday. I couldn't get out of bed. So, well, you need to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. You need to uh-huh. do something. Well, yeah. I don't want to. I understand yeah. that. So just, but they made it to your office. 
Do you ever point true. that out to them? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That, you're right. You say, you're well, right. clearly you can do something. Right. Yeah. Right. And often, in fact, it comes down to, okay, I know you can't go to work today, but can you get yourself out of bed and make breakfast? Can you can you get yourself into the shower? Can you go for a walk? Can you do yeah. something? That would be right. easy in Paula's case because her breakfasts are so easy to make. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a challenging <laughs> It's breakfast. like raisin toast, yeah. right? But I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. I know that feeling sure. of, I don't, you know, I don't want to do. So I, I, I do get that. Mm-hmm. I don't want people who have depression to feel like, I'm you know, we're making fun of that idea because we're not. No. Um, like at one point I was on an antidepressant, which by the way, made me gain weight. Well, nothing depresses me more than <laughs> gaining weight. Uh, and so is every solution chemical like that? No, no. Um, for some people, chemical solutions, medical pills are useful. Yeah. They're not they're not required for a lot of people. There's uh, um there's um cognitive behavioral therapy is sort of the standard that people use. I went to a cognitive behavioral therapist once for OCD. Yeah. And he would say when I would come into his office, he would say, "Okay, we're going to make a list of what we're going to go over." No. Yeah. <laughs> and one of my problems is I can't fucking stop making lists. <laughs> he was an enabler. <laughs> Okay, what's the first thing I'm going to do? Write you a check, asshole. (laughs) But cognitive behavioral therapy is exactly what you were just talking about, right? Just telling people... What does it mean? Get yourself out of bed and make yourself breakfast. But that's not That's that's therapy. That's that's just more... That's advice. It's just more tools. It's cognitive behavioral therapy. The idea is that there's there's a connection between what you think, what you feel, and what you do. Mm-hmm. And the idea is if you change any one of those things, the other two also change. Oh. So usually what that means is you have an idea in your head that's in some way distorted or or, or not reflecting reality. Uh-huh. So if we can change that idea, mm-hmm. it'll change the way you feel and you'll be able to function again. Wow. That's the idea. Like I, I hate my job because I think everybody uh, at work hates me. Let's just say. Okay. okay? You're yeah. just saying. And you that's work alone. Not, that's yes. not no, you, that's talking, right? <laughs> yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yes. a problem. Yeah. Right. So, so I don't like to go to work because I think everybody hates me. Yeah. So the underlying like the, who else is in your office? <laughs> look, look. Let's take. A, let's, I actually like let, my work. Let's yeah. take a moment and just let Mark kind of get this off his chest, okay, Paul? Yeah, instead right, of okay. judging him, who let's is talk it about in your everybody at work that who, hates you? Yeah. I'm so glad you brought this up. We can help, um, Mark. We're you here. You know what? We present Kleenex box towards him. I'm so glad you brought this up. Mark How long Pasadena. have you been feeling this way? <laughs> <laughs> that everyone in your office hates you? Uh-huh. Tell me more. What is the line? Is that um, what you say? Tell me more. Sometimes, yes. You say um, that. So someone says, like, you know, I hate my husband. Uh, You know, he's he's abusive, and you go, "Tell me more." That's just weird. Well, I gotta say that if you're if you're giving therapy to Paula Pounce, if this ever happens, your recipe for disaster are the three words, "Tell me more." Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Straight up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually, I've been in, uh, you know, non-therapy for years, but I was for many, many years with many, many people. Yes. Uh, Sybil didn't see as many therapists <laughs> as I saw. And, and um, none yeah. of them are still in the profession. Yeah, right? none, and <laughs> certainly none of them ever uttered the words, tell me more. <laughs> Generally, like as soon as I came through the door, they'd go bop, 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 bop. <laughs> they would just hand me the Kleenex, and now we'd begin. Um, all right, sorry, I interrupted. Okay. okay, so uh, 
Who else is in your office? <laughs> no, no, no. Let's move on to another question. He clearly is not comfortable talking about the people in his office. You're not should... comfortable talking about the people in your Maybe office? Maybe the next time he's on our show and we interview him, we can get get to the well, root of Well, I think I would like to interview their, the other people in his office. Well, let's do that. Um, yeah. Hey, Bonnie. Uh, no, Tony. Tony need a host. See if you can uh, book the other people from, from Mark's office and yeah. see if we can... Okay, so if someone felt that they didn't like their job because they felt that the other people in their office hated yeah, them. Right. What we would do is we would reality test that idea. Uh-huh. Is it really true? You would just call up the other people uh, in the office? Sure, whatever. Yeah. But No, but we would, we would get them to, to think about. Um, you go, hey, Jim, uh, this is Mark. <laughs> uh, I'm Bob Serapis. Uh, I'm just wondering, what is it you hate about Bob? <laughs> You really think that's the way to handle no, this? No, he doesn't. It seems that. a little cruel. That's probably yeah. not what I would do. No. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> Jim, it's me, Mark, again. He just did that thing you hate. I fucking hate it too, man. Uh, really, wow, this is just almost mean. Okay. okay so so I, I get that. So you you have them really think it through, and it turns out that maybe they think people hate them when they don't. Correct. Right? But that's how correct. would you know? What if they, well, that's, that was How kind of my would you next know question. if the people hated them? What or if not? it turns out your patient that works in an office where everybody thinks he's a dick? Yeah. Uh, well, that's a whole different set of set of, of problems, and then uh-huh. it becomes okay. Why You're are you behaving depressed. like this? You're not depressed. You're a dick. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. yeah. ching You should write uh, a book by that title. Yes. You're not depressed. <laughs> yeah, you're not depressed. You are a dick. Um, Okay, wait. We've really taken you off topic. I, let me just say, Adam has really taken you off topic. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad about that. He's a guy that. at my work that really I have a hard time getting on with. Um, all right, so if someone had those feelings, you would reality check it. We reality check it, help them to see whether um, it was true, um, and presumably it's not true, and then we would give them an alternative way of of understanding the situation. Oh, it's not that people don't like me. It's that I'm quiet and shy and they don't come up to me, so I need to be more outgoing and talk to them. Something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Right. So if you can get the, the, the patient to change the way they think, mm-hmm. they will feel better and they will start doing those things and their behavior will change. That's the mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. And it works to some extent. It does work. It does. It. it <laughs> I actually don't use that very much because. What do you use? I talk to people. I let them talk about what's going on. Uh-huh. I, I, I some of that, but also um, more about um, helping them understand what's going on in their lives, why they're feeling the way they're feeling, what the uh, different ways they could think is is important. Different ways they could so feel. offering them different mental avenues of getting away from. Basically, them. yes. Mark, now, when you came in and sat down in the chair here, yes. uh, and we said, how are you? Uh, and, and we started said, the timer at that moment, by the way. And you so said, We are almost yeah, at the end of it our... It looks like we need to schedule for next week, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, scheduling almost fucking kills me. So every time a therapist ever said that to me, right away, I was like, Hah! It triggered you. Yeah, because yeah, OCD, me and the calendar. Right. Didn't they just set up a, a regular date for you? I couldn't because of my schedule, I see. Okay. Um, because the people in my office hate me. Tell me more. Uh, so I, I, so you, you sat down and we said, how are you? You said, good. You said, busy. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming you mean that your, your profession is, yeah. is busy. Do you notice that a lot of people more than, say, a few years ago are on sort of a depressive slide? Are we anxious, depressed, and hopeless more so? I hope we're not hopeless, but yes, we're anxious and depressed. 
Yeah. And when there, do you it's see on that? the rise, right? I do believe that. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I can't tell you how many clients come in worried about climate change, Trump, or now the coronavirus. Yeah. And they'll sit down and, and, and what about. do you do with that? Because these are very legitimate they are. Th- things. Well, uh, one, th- uh, one thing I, I'm sorry to interrupt. One, thing that, one of the things that I do is, is normalize that. Yeah, you're right. You, I understand that you're upset about that, that that's worrisome. Yeah. And so you take out like a globe and then you light a fire under it. <laughs> and you say, this is what's happening. You know what I would do? I, I, I would try this on your patients because this recently happened to me. What I would do is if your patients start telling you about how, what they're scared about, you should say, what's that thing on your neck? Have you had that checked out? <laughs> And, and, and I'll tell you why, because very recently, uh, somebody I, I care deeply about had a thing and we thought that maybe it was, you know, something awful. And it, then it was tested and everything's fine. And all of a sudden, Trump and climate change and even coronavirus didn't seem as bad to me because because my friend was going to live. So what I say you do is tell people they have a lump. Wow, that I, is. I, that wasn't in the curriculum when I was. Yeah, in yeah. I just yeah. trust me. You it's it's going to be. It's going to be added on in the new edition yeah. of okay. uh, your psychology book. Yeah. The, It'll be your the, new book. What's yeah. that thing on your neck? The the lump chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Suggest your patient has a lump <laughs> chapter. <laughs> so <laughs> so you let people talk about these things, and do you think that makes them feel better? Well. Sometimes yes. Yeah. Um, it helps to talk about it. It yeah. helps to share the fact that you're you're feeling worried, that you're feeling depressed. It also helps for people to know that they're not the only ones. Yeah. That well, it's, that's it's, true. It's real, and it's not um, it's not me being crazy or paranoid. It's right. this is a real, a legitimate reaction to the world that I'm living in right now. Uh huh. You know, William Gibson wrote, before you diagnose yourself with depression or low self-esteem, first make sure that you are not, in fact, just surrounding yourself with assholes. (laughs) Stay tuned to find out more about depression and treatments. The Cat of the Week is Zeppelin from Seattle, Washington. Adam! Yes. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And the sixth one has start a podcast. If that's you, (laughs) make 2024 the year you finally checked learn a language off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. Don't do it. Or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. And Paula, I got to say, I really appreciate the whole like getting phrases that are important to know in that language right away, like how to order food, how to ask for directions, how to speak to merchants. And I really dig more than that, the speech recognition technology, because even if some of our listeners think that I have a weird cadence when I am attempting to speak Spanish, (laughs) I am am speaking it well enough for the Babbel app to understand what I'm saying, at least when I do it right, like this. Listen to this. Adios, Carlos. Ya te vas. Si, es tarde. Entonces, buenas noches. Hasta pronto. 
I don't think you have a weird cadence. I think it sounds great. Thank you. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Yikes. And their football team is fantastic. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Is there some kind of special? Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription. Wow. But only for our listeners at babbel.com slash nobody. If I'm not mistaken, Paula, that is 55% off at babbel.com slash nobody. The one spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. And then you just add a slash and the word nobody. And it's 55% off? Yeah. Wow. Rules and restrictions may apply. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. Adios. And we're back, though apparently we're waiting. No, I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm just almost done. Sorry. Just uh, You're not singing a song anymore while you do that. You know what? As long as you're doing that, let me do that. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Mark, you, know you want to wash your hands? Are you all right? <laughs> there we go. Okay, so um, now... I... Everybody touch your face! <laughs> no, 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 no. Now's the time. We're back with Mark Weiss, therapist, talking about depression and its causes. Welcome back. So what behaviors, because I asked you what behaviors can exacerbate um, depression, mm-hmm. what behaviors can alleviate it, non, non-medical? The first thing I always tell everybody is get some exercise. Get yeah. up and get moving. Exercise is almost magical in what it does if you can do it, if you yeah. can be, be um, steady with it. Right. Um, but so, so you want to be I exercising. noticed that you're very fit. I, I wish I was. <laughs> no, you are. You look good. Like you're, you're, do you work out? I work out. Yeah. <laughs> what do you bench? I have no idea. <laughs> now, see, I ask people, what bench do you sit on? That's different. <laughs> I ask people, what do you bench? Uh, so I'm hanging out with Mike Boom you, Boom Then you don't, you don't work out? Well, I, I exercise, sure. What do you mean sure. you exercise? I, I, like I, a regular basis? Now I feel like we're grilling him for no reason. But <laughs> no, Yes, I, just... I, ride, I have a bike I ride. I go for walks. Yes, I go. exercise. Yeah, I, I ride a bike, too. Things. I love that. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Mark, I have a question for you. Why does depression appear to kick in in the teenage years? I mean, no, nobody ever mentioned the word depressed to me before I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. There's increasing evidence that it does it often kicks in earlier. It just looks different. Pre-teenagers tend to tend to, to be irritable, aggressive. Oh. Teenagers are always irritable and aggressive. Right, just exactly. Being a teenager. Uh-huh. So pre-teenagers who would not normally be irritable and aggressive. Correct. Okay. Correct. You never met my son. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh and there are other factors now, of course, too, because there is electronics addiction, There's, yes. which people didn't see those symptoms come. They didn't recognize those symptoms for what they were for the longest time, which is addiction. Right. They, they, there is a lot of controversy over the connection between screens and behavior, whether, this, whether overuse of screens is a result of being depressed or a cause of being depressed. And where do you fall on that? I think it depends. Okay. I think, you know, a lot of this stuff is not, we like to pretend it's science, but it's really art. 
I mean, it's everything's mm-hmm. different. I mean, some people react differently to different things, and you, you, it, human beings are so complicated that it's very difficult to just say definitively. You're you doing do this because of this. Yes, exactly, <clears throat> exactly. Okay, so is there then a relationship between circumstantial, meaning you know, my dog died, my mother died, mm-hmm. my friend died, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, I didn't make the team, or I didn't get the job, or mm-hmm. between these sort of circumstantial things that one might respond to unhappily mm-hmm. and uh, depression? Sure, sure. Um, some people are prone to being depressed. Mm-hmm. They have um, a history of major depression or dysthymia or other... other. What's dysthymia? dysthymia is that a... was a character in um, The Little Rascals. <laughs> no, that was not. <laughs> dysthymia. Really? What was dysthymia? His character. Oh, no, it was stymie. There you go. Oh, See, my, it's just different. My, so dysthymia is... We weren't, we weren't talking about stymie. We were talking about gloomy gusses. So, yeah, so, right. so, what is dysthymia? Dysthymia is a steady, um, sort of a pervasive sort of feeling of sadness and not. It, it's uh, like, you it's used not, to call that melancholia. Probably, yeah. It's, Someone It's did. not a full blown major depression, uh-huh. but you're you don't feel normal, whatever normal is. Uh-huh. So, what do you mean, whatever normal is? Well, whatever normal is for that person. Right. Well, unless you were just always unhappy, and so that's perfectly normal. I guess, but they don't. They're not. They don't feel normal because they, they're they're not happy with being unhappy. Oh, they're usually. not happy with being unhappy, right? Uh-huh. You feel like people should be unhappy. Should be happy with their unhappiness. Well, some of the whiners aren't. Um. <laughs> <laughs> such, you'd be such a good therapist, Paula. Oh, I think I think yeah. I would be. Yeah. I you know what when you were studying when you read about different disorders and things, did you keep finding that you had them? I. Fortunately, didn't find that I had them, but I definitely worried about it. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I know that's when people uh, study medicine, right. they have the same thing, which right. is like, oh, my right. God, I think I have that. Right, right, right. Oh, I was once whatever it is. I must mean that I have right. melancholia. Right. right. But you'd been through the ring. I mean, I think we talked about when we, uh, on the last show that like, you came to therapy after finding a good therapist yourself, yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. So, yes. so, yeah, I have personal experience with right. Fortunately, it's not with depression, but with anxiety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, for you, there wasn't anxiety and depression. It was just anxiety. Pretty much. Uh huh. Pretty much. So you didn't get to go to all the meetings. You no, just, just met with the anxiety people. Yes. Whereas <laughs> they wouldn't let me in. No, yeah. the anxiety, the anxiety and depression people, they get more points on their card, mm-hmm. and they get at the they get a free session. Yes. <laughs> I gotta say, if you're going through your second show with Paula Poundstone and you're like this, your anxiety is licked, my friend. <laughs> been helpful. Thank you very much. Wait, tell me one more thing. What are the other things? You mentioned exercise and getting out of bed. Was there anything else that you recommend? Exercise, um, trying to keep your diet in, in check. Um, you just you, watch mean, me eat three Heath bars. Meaning either, <laughs> meaning either <laughs> eat enough or try not to eat too much. Uh-huh. Um, I think socializing is really important. A lot of people who are depressed tend to isolate themselves. Uh-huh. And I think making a point of being with the people that you care about and that care about you mm-hmm. makes a big difference too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I find, you know, for me, when I, I think when I was, and who knows, was it mostly circumstantial? Was it, I don't know. There was certainly yeah. probably a combination yeah. of both things. Yeah. But uh, I happen to have the greatest job in the entire world. Mm. Um, and so when I would get to go be on stage, a group of 
people that have come out to laugh for mm-hmm. the night. But one of the things that was joyous about that was, I mean, I could tell uh, some story about something I was really struggling with, and then other people laugh, and you get two things from that. You get the, the, the happy chemicals from the laughter, sure. and you also get... I'm not the only one who has right. that. Right. The, I, I always right. call it the recognition laugh. And right. boy, that is a that is a great right. thing. So would you recommend stand-up comedy for your patients <laughs> who suffer from depression? Uh, giving it or, or, or doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of them would not, not do well with that. <laughs> <laughs> I would think not. I think, I think your cure is kind of unique, Poundstone. All right. Well, thank you, Mark Weiss, for offering us all a counseling session on depression and what to do about it. And now we're going to take the information that you gave us and we're going to run it through the old Poundstonator. Paula? Jacqueline Rainey, house band. If you could um, give me a little background music uh, for my Poundstonator. Look, you nobodies, I love you so much, I hate to think of any of you being sad or depressed, but if you are, please know that you are not alone. Now, there is a difference between sad and depressed. Sadness is a reaction. Depression won't let go. If you cry when you see Old Yeller, you're sad. If you can't get out of bed for weeks after seeing Old Yeller and persist in answering a friendly inquiry of how are you with, Mama, Old Yeller saved your life and he saved my life and he saved Alice's life. We can't just shoot him like he was nothing. Then you may have moved into a full-blown depression. (laughs) We've got some serious trouble in front of us and everyone is important in the fight. Talk to one another. Give and seek kindness. Regulate your sleep. Eat some healthy foods. Drink a lot of water. Mark didn't mention that. I'm throwing that part in. (laughs) Find a depressed workout partner and make each other commit to a depressed workout. One depressed push-up. Two depressed push-ups. Three depressed push-ups. Challenge each other to run in place. My life is going nowhere. My life is going nowhere. My life is going nowhere. He is a marriage and family therapist who provides therapy for relationships, anxiety, depression, and more. Thank you for being on our show, Mark Wise. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Coming up, Tony Anita Hull reaches out to India. Beloved subcontinent, tune in to us. That's coming up right after this. According to climate scientists, we have nine years and 41 weeks until the Earth begins to become uninhabitable. Hey guys, it's Adam, and tonight is January 3rd, and I am picking Giannis Antetokounmpo to score less than 36 points, and James Harden to score more than 16. Why? Because I like beards. Am I putting a lot of money on this? I am not, because I'm not really a gambler, but I am having a lot of fun with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, who I would lose to, you pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in, or in my case, not. So I don't bet a lot. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey had a 10.5 combo of three points made, plus receptions. Do I get that? Kind of a little bit. 
Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. So, it's like an insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash nobody and use code nobody for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash nobody and use code nobody for a first deposit match of up to $100. And then drop by and see how I did with the Greek freak and Harden again on January 3rd. My hopes are not that high. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And we're back. Paula. Yeah, I just Yeah, okay. Scrubbing up a little bit. Okay, you're uh look, yeah. I'm uh, I'm as hygiene conscious as you are, but your yeah. your hands are starting to look a little red. Adam, answer the phone. What? Answer the phone. Alright, uh, I guess your hands are busy. Hello? Uh hello. Seeking to find Mr. Adam Felber. Uh, who is this? Uh, Mr. Adam Felber, this is Herschel Bernardi Jr. Oh, Herschel Bernardi Jr., the, uh, benefactor uh, of, uh, Winnie Feynman, a frequent caller to this show. Mr. Adam Felber, as a legal representative of Ms. Winnie Rose Feynman, uh-huh. I am duly authorized to inform you that you are quite ordered... To begin rehearsals of A.R. Goyne's Love Letters. A.R. <laughs> Goyne's Love Letters, which is going to be playing at the Herschel Bernardi Theater. In preparation for your performance, to fill your contractual obligations to the Herschel Bernardi Community <laughs> Theater in Huntington, New York. Uh, in these great United States. Mr. Bernardi, first of all, bring it on. Is what I can say. Well, first of all, you're the 44th caller. Thank you for calling. Nobody listens to Paul Poundstone. But second of all... I don't want to hang out with you after the game. That's okay, because nobody's going to. But bring it on. I don't believe you're going to send documents. I'm not sure you're not Winnie Feynman herself right now. I mean... I am not Winnie Feynman. I am Mr. Adam Felber. Yes. I am Winnie Feynman's authorized representative. Well, look, Mr. Bernardi, I never agreed to do... Authorized to inform you that inform you are quite ordered to begin rehearsals of A.R. Goyne's love letters. What aren't you getting, Mr. Adam Felber? Mr. Bernardi, the I... The formal document shall be delivered you by the U.S. Postal Service forthwith. This is a legal call. I will be hanging up now. Goodbye, Mr. Adam Felber. Wow, Mr. Bernardi? Mr. Bernardi? Well, that's a little weird, Paula, huh? I guess it was just an official call. Yeah, I don't know that one does that before one serves papers, but... Um... Well, Mr. Herschel Bernardi did. Uh, right, Her- well... That's Herschel Bernardi Jr., by the way. I I, I know. We uh, went over well, that last week. He has no interest in the 100th caller. Contra- um, uh, I... Answer the phone, Adam. Answer the phone. <laughs> okay, then. Hello. Hello. This is Gladdy Pilgrim. Hi, Gladdy. How are you? Am I the 100th caller? You're not. You're number 45. Well, that is strange because God told me to call right now. He dialed the area code for me. He did? I guess he had another plan. How did he dial? God has so many plans, Adam Felber. I was unemployed and President Donald J. Trump, God's chosen one, GKO, Gicko, we call him. Gicko. Selected me to be his next Supreme Court... uh, Person. Well, uh, Lanny. Try to tell me. No, 
Gladdy. 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 Not Lanny. Not Lanny. No, uh, I'm Gladdy. My name is Gladdy Pilgrim, and I have been selected right. by the President of the United States sure. to be his Supreme Court nominee. Right, uh, but you, Tell you, me that's not the good Lord at work. Go well, ahead. Uh, Try and tell me that. See if you can. That's not the good Lord at work. See, I don't believe you. Okay, well then I guess I was wrong. But I am listen, so Gladdy, yes, Gladdy yes. Uh, you said you started this off by saying you were unemployed. I had been unemployed. Well, let me point out to you that technically, you are still unemployed. But not for long, Adam Felber. Well, Many we don't of those know that. People on the court are quite elderly. Yes, but and they there's have... a virus coming through. <laughs> so you're saying that the the coronavirus is the Lord's work? It is. It is the Lord's work. Okay. That's right. That's right. The Lord has so many plans, Adam Felber, that we can't uh, always understand. I'm so excited to join the Supreme Court, both to take away a woman's right to choose. Wait, what? But also to be a part of this historic body that will insist that any woman telling her doctor or indicating to her doctor that she does not want a pregnancy, that doctor will gather his staff and hold a prayer vigil over the woman. Uterus. I'm and almost in my certain. Supreme Court, a uterus will be an uterus. An ourterus? <laughs> oh, I see. A it uterus. It doesn't belong to you. It, it belongs to all of us. An ourterus. Well, that, that shouldn't that be an? Shouldn't that be a usterus? Or a weederus? It's up to the Lord. I think weederus and usterus makes a lot more sense than... Well, why are we even hypothetically? <laughs> that's that's not going to happen. Uh, it is. Gladdy. It is. It isn't. God chose uh, 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 President Donald J. Trump, and President Donald J. Trump chose me, Gladdy Pilgrim. Okay. I'm sorry I'm not the 100 caller, because I would like to hang out with you after the game. I would love also to have a shiny new refrigerator from Roger Federer's appliance store not Roger to Federer's chill my Kool-Aid. To what? Chill my Kool-Aid. Do you like Tang, Lanny? Gladdy. It's Gladdy Pilgrim. Gladdy Pilgrim. Gladdy Pilgrim. Gladdy Pilgrim. You seem to have a hard time with names, Mr. Adam Felber. Not always. Um, but it, well, you... Do, you, do you think it's just the excitement of talking to a Supreme Court nominee that was chosen by the man who was chosen by God? I can see where that would be intimidating. I have been to the Oval Office. I've been a part of the prayer. Oh, vigil, that's right. You told me you're part of the, that by, creepy prayer circle. By, yes, by um, Paula White. The hands on a soft body thing. That's exactly right. I'm looking forward to putting my hands on uh, 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 Supreme Court Justice Roberts. Oh, in what way? Well, uh, during our prayer. Oh. We'll pray wow. over him. I see. And where where do you? What part of his body do you hope to get? Well, you know, I have been uh, praying on. President Trump's elbow, and right. so that is my area of expertise. <laughs> okay, now, Gladdy, oh, I want to ask you a real personal question. Yes, sir, Mr. Adam Can Felder. we stop talking now? Uh, well, yes, I, I tell you what. <laughs> I, yes. I tell you what. I'll call you back, okay. and I hope to be the 100th caller, but it's up to God. It sure is. <laughs> All right, Gladdy uh, Hardcastle, everybody. Pilgrim. Uh, Gladdy Pilgrim. Oh, she's back to get to correct Well, me. I hadn't yet hung up because I knew you had a problem with names. Okay, Gladdy and Pilgrim, so everybody. And so I hesitated on the line, and you didn't know I was there, right. but I was there. Right. I was praying over you for just a second before I hung up. Oh, that's... I said, Lord, help him with names, and apparently I didn't get to him in time. I guess not. Thank you, Gladdy. <laughs> All right, Paula. Certainly Adam. <laughs> 
certainly had a filmer. See, I waited on the line again. Click. <laughs> oh, my God, it worked. I went click, and there she went. All right, now, uh, Paula, you back? Yeah. All right, you missed Boy. a great phone call. Oh, you know, my in... gosh, she is excited about being the caller. Yeah, she is. In previous shows, we bragged about our uh, growing listenership in places like Poland and, uh, of course, the United Arab Emirates. You're familiar with that. Yes, and Moldova. We, right. My gosh. Well, we thought we were big in Moldova. Right. Because uh, why do we think it? We showed up on their top charts. Yeah, and then yeah. it turned out they only... They and only we had only like had like th- three downloads, yeah, something like that. To podcasts around the whole country. Yeah, so um, we look we... good compared to nobody. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but now let's. Turn it was our... quite a high there for a while, though. <laughs> oh my! You know, for those of you who are just starting now on episode eighty-eight or whatever this is, uh, we actually tasted the staple food of uh, Moldova. Fruit Loops. No, it was uh, Mama Liga. Oh, right, but we compared it to Fruit Loops. We did. Yeah, and a for lot reasons of that are still not clear. To the me. handful of Moldovans um, <laughs> that do listen to the show not even a handful over from uh, from eating Mama Liga, Mama Liga to, to f- eating Fruit, um, Loops. Fruit Loops. Yeah, that's yeah. almost certainly yeah. not true. You remember that uh, that movie that started out as a play that before that was a ABBA song, Mamma Mia, Mama Liga. Yeah. Da-na-na-na-na. <laughs> Well, that yeah. was a, I'm glad we yeah. relived that well, musical on, memory. Just yeah, you just wash your hands wash there. Wash my hands, <laughs> yeah. I'll give you time <laughs> that, to finish this intro. That could be a good intro. song for hand wipe. <laughs> if, if you've heard some melodious giggling in the background during this entire segment, it's uh, it's because we've got right here Tony Anita Hull, our producer and our internationalist. Um, now, she, we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to get proactive about this. Rather than talking about a country where we have downloads, we're going to pitch ourselves to that country. Oh, that's a good idea yeah. right so, there. So we're going to turn our site to a place where there is a huge audience just waiting for us. Tony Nita Hull, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And give us your pitch. <laughs> so namaste. India. Namaste. Oh! <laughs> Wait, namaste? Namaste. It's one of the mean? fine forms of traditional greetings mentioned in the ancient Hindu scriptures. Okay. It translates to, I bow to you. Okay. Uh-huh. And when greeting, um, you know, one another with it, okay. it's I a way it was of... just something that uh, Brentwood yoga people said. <laughs> well, they're getting it from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know where they were getting, but they're getting right. it from India. Absolutely, because when you say it as a way of greeting someone, it means may our minds meet. Oh. oh, may our minds meet. Yeah. May our minds meet. So namaste. Which is not India. usually something that you think about when yeah. you're, you know, stretching on a mat. Yeah. No, 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 no. So yeah. now I think um, th- it means uh, may our minds meet in a dark corner, and then we fuck <laughs> like bunnies. <laughs> See, that's probably not what namaste means, but... Yeah, that's what namaste means. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, actually... Tony, is that true? You've been researching India. Does namaste mean may our minds be in a dark corner where they fuck like bunnies? Yeah, no, it's actually namaste hop hop. <laughs> oh, namaste, namaste hop hop. hop well, why didn't you that spell means, it out? It's a completely oh, different greeting, mistake. Paula. That was my <laughs> mistake. That's a very different... Um, Tony, by... Okay, wait. No, oh, namaste. Do they... <laughs> now, Paula, you just, you just produced out of nowhere some what appear to be finger symbols. I have finger symbols because I'm sucking up to India. Yes. Is that what you decided to do? Namaste, India. May our minds meet. Lovely, lovely. Okay. On Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. All right. That's the podcast. A, that's a culturally sensitive greeting. I, 
Probably more so than the hop hop thing. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, on the right track. Um, so <laughs> now, <laughs> now um, the great thing is this is the perfect week for us to woo India. Why? Because um, before you eat there, you must thoroughly wash your hands with soap and water. Before you eat. Well, before I think you eat. We were in supposed India. to do that here too, by the way. But oh. maybe we let that. Ball but it's been, drop it's for been a, a thing for a long time. In yeah, India. it's like you're. It's because they eat with their hands. They do. Oh, yeah. No forks. Exactly. No forks. And actually, it's a widespread practice in South and East India, um, but it's a bit rare in North and West India. What's rare? So the hand washing or the eating with your hands? No, oh, you, like, eating with, with their, their hands. hands yeah. In North and West India, they don't eat with their hands. Not no, they're controlled popular. by big fork up there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Big silver. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, uh huh. Yeah. So, what if there was a table, uh, you know? North, West, East, South Indians <laughs> all at the same table. So two of them would just grab the food off the plate and shove in their mouth with their well-washed hands. There's always the, a question. And the, peop- <laughs> and the people with, like, just grubby dirt all over their hands would grab their forks and put that in their... Am I correct? <laughs> I think in almost any scenario where people from various places in India are eating together, they... Yes, that's, that's good. Yeah, you could play that, Paula. Um, I'd imagine that they kind of, you know, all agree on some sort of standard like we do here in the United mm-hmm. States of America. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So they would just come together and... Yeah. Uh, hey, I mean, we're, okay. we're washing our hands tonight. All right. On the soup, hands. we're going to use a spoon. But everything we else, right. have at it. <laughs> it's quite possible. All right. What else can you tell us <laughs> about our new friends? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> fasting is an integral part of Hindu culture. Okay. Um, and because there, it's a way to represent one's sincerity and resolve. Oh. To, yeah. Sincerity and resolve about what? Um. I don't. Whatever you want. In general. To me. Just, <laughs> I in general. I, I mean, famously, Gandhi yeah. went on a hunger strike. Exactly. I well, mean, we knew that he wasn't. meant that. We could go on a hunger strike till we get to number one in India. We're totally not going to do that. <laughs> I will. What? You won't. I will. You will be reaching for a potato chip within 20 seconds. <laughs> no. Before the no. end of you know this, what? you're going on a hunger strike until India gets heavily invested in, in us? Indian people, first of all, uh, welcome. Until we are number one with a bullet on your charts, I'm not going to eat. Today is day one. That's so not going to happen. You're going to be eating faster than you can say namaste hop hop. <laughs> I'm not. What are you eating right now? <laughs> what, what's in your mouth right now? No, no, Did just, you put a potato chip I'm in I'm cleansing there? my palate. That's not the same thing as eating. Yes. Are you going to swallow it? Spit it out. Spit it out. No, you swallowed it. You... <laughs> Okay. Well, I ate that potato okay, chip well. with a fork because I was trying to appeal to northern Indians. To northern Indians. That's <laughs> right. exactly right. Go on, Tony. Right, what else do you have going so well what, already? What other really way well, can we We're really feel... winning them over. I, I think can we feel are. it. Yeah, okay. Um, and... That's good. We're really on good footing with <laughs> India right now. <laughs> See, we're, yeah. because it's also the largest vegetarian-friendly country in the world. Vegetarian-friendly. Yep, because 20 to 40% of all Indians are vegetarians. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so. So there's there more salad bars there than here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And they're washing their hands before they yeah, go. Yeah, they're washing yeah. their hands and they're, and they're not eating meat. That doesn't mean they don't need to sneeze guard. Vegetables are scared you know, shit of them. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of vegetables <laughs> in Indian cooking. I do some Indian cooking. Yeah. It's true. You mentioned that. I can make a nice curry with a with a homemade reta with it. Mm-hmm. I'm just sucking up to Indian. You're not even helping. I'm not going to eat it. Okay. I'm not going to eat that food. You I, know why? Why? I am not eating until yeah. we are number one with a bullet in go. India. What's that? 
There's a Twix wrapper right next to you. <laughs> I was earlier. I ate that earlier. Really? I didn't From see now, that wrapper there before. I'm not eating. Okay. I'm, I'm not right. eating. All right. Go on, Tony. What else do you have to tell us about the, the subcontinent? Um, Freddie Mercury is of Indian descent. It's true. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Did you not see that movie? No, I didn't see that movie. Oh, it's a, it's a pretty good movie. His parents had moved to England, but they're they're clearly Indian. Huh. Well, there I had go. no idea. Wow, boy, his music doesn't say India to me. Do you want me to play some? Would you? Oh, do you have Indian music with you? <laughs> well, I I brought both Freddie Mercury and the national anthem of India. <laughs> so are, are we going to compare them? Sure. Here, we'll start with Queen. Tonight, oh, okay. I'm going to have myself a real good time. I feel alive. Okay, so we're listening to Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. I think it's off the album Jazz. Um, am I right about that? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, turn it down a little bit, Tony. Is this the best way to honor <laughs> our new Indian friends? Because if I'm not mistaken, Freddie was born in London, wasn't he? This music, this music has almost nothing to do with traditional Indian culture. It picks up, though, here. Oh, does. No, I'm not no. denying that it picks up. No, it's a right great here single. he says, I put a rice cake in her mouth, and she put a rice cake in my mouth. He doesn't? Yeah, he doesn't? I'm not even sure that rice cakes are a thing in India? (laughs) Yeah, it was. Oh, what? That was part of Gandhi's wedding ceremony. Really? (laughs) Yeah. The traditional putting of rice cakes in each other's mouths? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I wasn't there, but I saw it in the movie. Let's let's skip ahead to actual Indian music. I think I read that somewhere. You did not, Tony. No, I did. Okay. Yes, I put a rice cake in her mouth. This is the national anthem. she put a rice cake in my mouth. Okay, this is a national anthem. Jana Gana Mana. (laughs) Oh, this is Johnny Ganamana? I fucking love Johnny Ganamana. This is definitely an easy listening version of their national anthem. This isn't the one that they play at the Olympics. That's Paula Poundstone on the finger symbols. Hold on, hold on a second. Tony, you need a hold. Just stop that. Are Is that you, the national you, anthem? That's not their national anthem. No, that was John Monagana. That sounds. It can't be. I, I mean, it, maybe it's a different version. No, it's got to be different. Because yeah, that sounds me. like the kind of song that, that you'd sing when you're on, you know. You know the, the love sequence from a Disney film. No, a lot Can of times. Can you feel the when, love tonight? When Whole in, new world. When Indian babies are left in their crib after their nap for a little while, uh-huh. and then the mother goes in to get the baby out. Sure. And it reaches out its hands. It'll often say, "I want a Janamana." Janamana. Yeah. Okay. I want a Janamana Kana. Now, what now, was now, it? now what I question was it? Janamana what? Janamana Kana. Janamana Kana. Um, go on, Tony. Get, so give us more dubiously uh, true factoids about India, because we're doing we're doing so well already in terms of our sucking up to really that. Think Tony, keep in mind you could be replaced by Bonnie Burns like that. Oh, please, remember don't the listeners to Tony's, would prefer. Tony's it. planning on going on a cruise in December because that's a good idea. Oh my God! And, uh, She'll point, have to live in that incubator with, with honestly, Land and Jessica. We never let her come in here again. Yeah, yeah. I'm using my Royal Caribbean pen. Oh my God. Jesus, clean that thing. I'm going to wash my hands. It's the plague pen. Jesus, she has a Royal Caribbean pen. Wash your hands, Paula. Just spray that. All right. Everybody get a hazmat suit or something. We don't need a hazmat suit. It's just Surround a pen. Surround that pen. 
Uh, anyways, okay, and Tony, is there more India information? Because I'm fasting. I'm fasting for India. Wait, is that a half of a sandwich? No, I ate that earlier. That was, no, no, that, that was no, more that, of it there. No, that's like an avocado no, sandwich. that's not true. I dropped yeah. some of it on the floor. I don't see anything no, Tony's, on the floor. Tony's Royal Caribbean pen touched it, and I stopped eating it. Is that what happened? Because it looks yeah. like you have something on your lip. It looks like mayonnaise or something. No, I don't. No, that's spread a, of some kind. No, that's hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer? Yeah. Creamy hand sanitizer? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Tony Anita Hull, thank you so You're much it's for really, coming by. This and, was and, so and, educational. And, I think we've got India's number now, and we're gonna. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. I think. Assume. I think the one Indian listener we have is gonna say, "Hey, you should listen to these guys because they really understand our culture and our traditions." And there's a lot of people there. And there so are a lot. if we it's can do well populated. there, it's a very populated area. Heavily yeah. populated. And I, I'm sure there's at least three of them we haven't insulted so far. So we're we're doing great. All right. Now, if you want to reach out to us about anything, email us at nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. And wait a minute. What? Hello, Adam Feldman. <laughs> oh, it look is at this. French Trump. Okay, welcome, French Trump, everybody. It is so good. You know, people say that I do not have a plan for the virus, but I do have a plan. We put all the infected people on a cruise ship and shove them off our shore. That is my plan. My numbers <laughs> droop, and they have a buffet. It is ween ween. Ween ween. It is a ween ween. Matt Gates, that birthday party clown, that Myrmidon is a wet wiping all of Air Force in. Oh, yes, that's right, because Congressman Matt Gates, famously, uh, a couple weeks back, uh, got on Air Force One with you shortly having after having um, uh, come in contact with that coronavirus patient from CPAC. He is a German-fested clown. I tell him, do not touch <laughs> me, you German-fested cartoon character. Now, are Matt you saying Gates? He, Matt Gates is not German? No, I didn't say he was German. You said he's a German-fested clown. No, German, 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 German-fested clown. No, not German, German-fested. Oh, Adam Felbert, there's no talking to you. You do not understand Anglaise. Anglaise? You do not understand Anglaise. I speak English pretty well, French Trump. Oh, well, Metcalf. German fested. German. You were saying German fested. Space infected. Infected? <laughs> Germ space as in farce inspected. My and now, God. infected. Now you've got me talking all crazy like you, Adam Feldberg. <laughs> I'm not really making you do that, Mr. French Trump. It's just... People, people, people say I do not have a plan, but I do have a plan. You do? What's your plan? Don't touch me. That's the first part of my plan. Yeah, that's a good plan. Don't a good plan. touch me anymore. And then I'm going to <laughs> consult with Pons. 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 I'm going to consult with Mac Pons. Mike Pons, your vice president, who you put in I, charge I of the coronavirus. I put him in charge Pons. of the virus, that cardboard cutout. I put him in, in wow. charge of the virus. There are some people. I'm hoping that the virus can be cured by staring at it lovingly. Right, because he does that to you. That's exactly what he does. <laughs> right. I got to say, uh, there are a lot of people who say that you put him in charge of it right away to kind of distance yourself from the crisis so that if it back if it breaks badly it's his fault not yours. We oui. 
Oh, all right, then, moving on. Lots um, of people are saying that. Oh, yeah. but it's not true? No, it is true. Okay. Don't tell anyone, I, Adam Feldberg. I won't, <laughs> Trump between you and me, I don't want you to be a whistleblower. A whistleblower? Do not be a whistleblower, Adam Feldberg. You are my confidant. How can I be your confidant? <laughs> you are a... my confidant. I come here and I talk to you, you know, man to man. Right. Un to un. Um. Un. No, no. Do you one to one or man to man? What are you saying? Un. One to one. Un. 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 Un means one. That's right. That's okay. what I'm saying to He's you. He's man to man. Un to un. I get it. Right. Okay. I right. said two different things. I do not always say the okay. same thing. Uh, no. Uh, Adam frequently, frequently say I the same thing. I do not always say the same thing. You Adam just Felbert. said the same thing three times in a row. Because you don't understand me sometimes when I talk. Okay. I need a translator just to talk to you. <laughs> I, you don't need a translator okay. to talk to so me. Because I'm very clear. Clear? Clear. <laughs> You're clear. We. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. French Trump. Um, yeah. I just want to. What? Yeah, what? Oh, nothing. I was talking to French Trump. Oh, he left. He left. All right. And we'll be back in a moment with more Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone after this. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Fun fact, one of the longest-lived pharaohs of Egypt used to cover his slaves in honey to keep bugs away from him. That was in 2200 B.C. during the reign of King Douchebag. And we're back. Adam, answer the phone. Really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had something else to do, but okay. Did you? Yeah, I did. That's okay. Hello. Uh, Adam? Oh, my God. Adam? Hello, the, you're. Am I the hundredth caller? You're the forty-sixth caller. You must be Winnie Feynman, right? Nobody else calls and sobs quite the way you do. It is me, Adam Winnie Rose, Winnie Rose Felber. Feynman. <laughs> Did you just say Felber? Did I? Oh, it was. A no, mistake. you definitely called yourself Winnie Rose Felber. Well, that was just a mistake, Adam. I've, I've turned our legal matters over to my lawyer, so you and I don't have to speak of such things. Um, I've really? I've tried to be tough with you, Adam, but I can't. Okay. I didn't even call you last week. Did you notice? I did. Instead, I channeled all my love and positive energy into making you this name tag that I would really like you to have. What name tag? This name tag. It's this. There's going to be tight security at the Herschel Bonatti Community Theater, and you'll need a name tag. This has your name and a reliable clasp and tiny roses made of sparkles all around the outside. Oh, this is breaking my heart, Winnie. Should I send it to you now? No, wait? don't send it to Should me, Should I wait for the glue to dry? Uh, well, <laughs> look, Winnie. I want you to have it. I don't want it, Winnie. I don't want it. And, and let me tell you something. I'm not going to be there. And it's been made even worse by the fact that you can't call me and offer me loving gifts and at the same time have your goons in the form of Herschel Bernardi suing me. You know, he's not a 
a goon, and Adam, you have a contractual obligation. I don't. You do, and um, and I want you to have this name tag. It's got a reliable clasp. That's the most important feature. I would like you to understand, but it also does have um, Winnie, uh, beautiful roses all around the outside, made with sparkles. Winnie, I, again, I, I thank you for the effort, but I... thank you. That's the first thing you've ever thanked me for, Adam. I, I have to go now. Though. Oh, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. I, I really appreciate it. I'll call later. I hope to be the 100th caller. Oh, Bye. Winnie, I hope you find a different thing to do with your life. Okay. Uh, wow, Paula, that was something. Boy, you know, a name tag with a reliable clasp is not something to turn your nose up at. Paula, I have to turn my <laughs> nose up at so this. This woman is and I'll tell you, has, I've had name troubles. tags that just fall off. The clasp is not reliable. Someone who loves you makes you a name tag with a reliable clasp. I say you that person loves Take me it. in a really disturbing way. And I feel like you should have my back on this. And sometimes I feel like you're taking Winnie Feynman's side. No, I do have your back. By the way, what's your name? Oh, I guess I don't know because you don't have a name tag on right now. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Paula, my name's Adam. We're going to move on to our, our what I think of as our final little bit, a little treat. If, you're, if you remember, we have been featuring... Japanese Kit Kat bars on this program. Oh yes, we because are. the because the website omgjapan.com uh, sent us uh, a giant box of differently flavored Kit Kats. They have 180 different flavors there. In it's like the birdie bots. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. Like, uh, the, the flavors are. Beans. Some of it really doesn't even belong in your mouth. So yeah, it's that, like, you know. <laughs> well, they told us when they sent us that and $1,000 that as long as we mentioned them, we were free to hate it. Yeah. And yeah. you've, you've uh, no, lived up I, to that part. No, I think I've had one or two that were okay. Yeah, well, well, that's good. And uh, hopefully this will be one of those occasions because not only are we doing a blind taste test like we did last week, mm-hmm. but we're doing a double blind taste test, whereas neither you nor I know what is about to be put in our mouths. And... Against my better judgment, because Tony Anita Hull has already done something on this show. Um, and she's, we, quit. she's quitting a rage. She's quitting a rage. Um, we are bringing up to the microphone to run this taste test, I'm sure expertly, with what could possibly go wrong. She just has to hand us candy. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Captain Crinkle, Bonnie Burns, Paula's manager, our she, producer. She doesn't... Hand out candy, candy that well. We learned yeah, that. Yeah, we learned already. Let's welcome Body guys, Burns, everybody. Not a crinkle in sight. Not a crinkle in nope, sight. Here I am. Okay, I got this. This is going to be really simple and sweet. Okay, you, you're uh, you're just going to yeah. do this efficiently. No, okay, so, so you've got a Kit Kat bar. I there. got one Kit Kat bar. I'm going to split it in half. Okay. Give you each half. Did you wash your hands before you touched I, that? I Kit did. Kat I pureed because your hands. <laughs> you you pureed. <laughs> Bonnie, so you're you're handing us candy that has fucking hand sanitizer on it. Okay, Why whatever. Why you just wash your hands? All right, whatever. So, okay, now you're gonna taste it, mm, and okay. then give me, give me your assessment. All right, we're gonna taste this. This green this is a green Kit Kat. Yeah. And uh, well, it's um. Boy, it's cleaning the inside of my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I feel sanitized. Um. You know, it's it's nothing special. It's not a fa- there's a there's an aftertaste that I don't like happening. There, there. is an aftertaste. Yeah, there's an almost fishy aftertaste. I'm oh, I'm say. not noticing a fishy taste. Is it? I, I bet I bet it's a tea of some sort. Some sort of tea. I would say you're probably right. I, I I'd say it's a tea and squid Kit Kat. Okay, you're right about the tea. It's tea and tuna. Tea and squid. <laughs> no, you're both wrong. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so okay, buddy, what, what, what are we? Okay, wait, wait, wait. How about light chocolate, dark chocolate? 
What? what it was what? green. It was green chocolate. Green chocolate. <laughs> I think you should have given it to us sooner. Oh, oh, no, I, I'm, really, had those I'm really hating this aftertaste. Apparently no. that was dark chocolate, but after a while it gets green. Okay, well, it was dark chocolate, not light chocolate. That's what okay, I thought. Okay, okay. Bittersweet or... What the fuck are you doing? Your job is to give it to us. We taste it. You tell us what it is. And now we're taking like a personality test. (laughs) Suddenly she's an ophthalmologist. Better this way or that way? This way or that way? No, I'm going to be recruited into Scientology or something here. What? Okay. What? Okay. I just wanted to see how much you got. You just wanted to draw out your time on the microphone, Burns. (laughs) All right. Here's what it was. Dark matcha. What was it? Dark Dark matcha. Oh, it's dark matcha. Yeah. Dark Japanese green tea. Bittersweet matcha green powder tea flavor Kit Kat. There so, we go. Except that there's nothing about dark chocolate in there, Bonnie. Dark that's bittersweet. Dark, that's dark <laughs> matcha tea. You just had to read the description. There's no dark chocolate. <laughs> oh, it was dark tea, not it's dark chocolate. matcha tea. Okay, I oh. got that wrong. Okay. <laughs> that's the way. one thing you're doing. <laughs> what part ha- did you get right? That could happen to anybody, really. <laughs> No, I was thinking chocolate. Tony, sure, you I know what you were thinking. Dark, bitter, sweet. You were sweet. thinking chocolate, and then you saw the word dark. <laughs> okay, let's try another one. Yeah. Are we going to try another one? Yeah, you are. Okay. So a lot of times, as as it as it gets nighttime, uh, Bonnie looks up at the sky and Oops. says, it's getting chocolate out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to mix those things up. Okay, I'll tell you uh, what. Yeah? You guys pick between these two which one you'd rather do. There's a what pink one and a white one. Right. We don't know what they are. That's no, the you whole don't. point was we don't know what Paul, they which are. which one do you no, want to do? The pink one or the pink one? Oh, I'll do the pink one. Okay, okay. Pink one. split it with Adam. Yeah, okay. I'm splitting okay. the pink Paula's one with Adam. Paula's getting one half. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're getting the other one. Okay, yeah. this, this is, this is going to be what it's like when we're rationed yeah. in a few weeks. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is a strawberry shortcake one, isn't mm. it? Oh, wow. That's what it smells like. It's not. Wow. Strawberry milkshake. There's all kinds of stuff happening here. It's got kind of a strawberry taste or a bubblegum taste or... Okay. It's weird. It's definitely fruity, but kind of in a super artificial, which I don't know is the flavoring or the Purell. Yeah. That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's peppermint. I I apologize, Bonnie. (laughs) It's peppermint. There's no yeah. mint in here, is there? Yeah. Okay, here's... All right, I it's have it. Berry, I have it's it. It's cherry or some cherry blossom. No, I have it. I know exactly what it is. What is it? Okay. Mm. It's made from Familiar. a strawberry shake that was stirred with a peppermint stick Ooh. Um, by a little dark chocolate man. A little dark chocolate man. Yeah. Okay. All right, what is it? That's not it, but the flavor, there's something really familiar. Like, is, is it cherry? Is it pomegranate? There's something weird going on No, it's on not here. pomegranate. Okay, is it good? <laughs> is it what? Good. <laughs> <laughs> is it well seasoned? Uh, um, no, well. I mean, you know, like we've had a few. Is this one good? I would say this one's not good. It's uh, not terrible. I could see somebody liking this if they like the berry pomegranate dark chocolate man steer, stirring a strawberry okay. shake vibe. If I were having a kid's party, mm-hmm. I would give them that. Okay. It's from the food. Not kids that I like. Yeah. <laughs> it's from the it's from the what? who the fu what Fukushima. It's from the. Fu- it's from Fukushima. <laughs> it's irradiated. It's, oh, it's Kit from Kat. the nuclear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Exactly. Okay. It's created from Japan's most famous and Wait, delicious. Wait, you kept saying it's from the fu. It's I from know, the fu. And then you that. said it's created. <laughs> When you what? finally read the word, it was created. It didn't begin fu at all. I, I was going to say it's from the Fukuoka region. 
Oh, it's from the Fukuoka region. <laughs> well, I knew. Not important. What well, is no, it? I knew that. It's created could... from Japan's most famous and delicious amu strawberries from the Fukuoka region. Okay, so it's a kind you of strawberry. What? You don't have to tell me when something is created from the Fukuoka region. <laughs> no, you don't. That's something it's a little that insulting, Bonnie. Yeah, I just yeah. know that. And I mean, guess what the name of it is? What kind of Kit Kat? Strawberry. I mean, because we've had like Fukuama strawberry Kit Kat. Fukuama you're strawberry. Close. We've had Yusu Saki and yeah. Yusu Matcha, yeah. Shigen right. Mochi. Yeah. Guess what this one is? Fukuama. <laughs> close. Fuku. What? Strawberry. It's just called, it's just strawberry. called strawberry. It's just called strawberry. Well, that's not close at all. Well, that's a finely crafted joke, Bonnie Burns. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's. Well, I always want to let you know. Because I know you're still kind of new to this comedy thing, but I think we just learned something from Bonnie. Yeah. When you set up a call and response type joke, and people aren't saying what you want them to say, you just keep fucking asking that question again and again yeah. until they set you up right. Because that puts them in the mood to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was. It's called story. A delightful bone mo there. <laughs> Thank you, Bonnie. Is that all we have? Uh, Kit Kat was. Well, it feels like you know timing wise. Yeah. yeah. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> we are really done if Bonnie Burns says we're done. Bonnie Burns, everybody. Thank you Bonnie very Burns, much. Captain <laughs> that was wonderful. All right, nobodies. <laughs> the, this Kit Kat is strawberry. It's from the Fukuoka district. <clears throat> nice. All right. No, nobody's, we're washing our hands for the last time. Remember our email again. Is nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find my remarkably soft tri poly blend t shirt with a self portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back at paulapoundstone.com. That's our show. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam the Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezemnik, and Tony Anita Hull. And mixing by Michael Hoagie. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Jacqueline Rainey. Thank you so much. And thanks to our guest, Mark Weiss. Starburns production by Land Romo. Technical direction by Jessica Gutierrez. Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Well, that was a relatively controlled Bonnie Burns appearance. It was... It was... It was nuanced, concise, <laughs> directed. She each each paragraph had an opening sentence yeah. that remained the topic sentence throughout. It did not. It did. That it was, Bernardi guy is bluffing, by the way, right? No, I don't think so. He's, he said the court order is in the mail. It's a U.S. mail. I'll believe it when I see it. A podcast network. Hey, everybody. As longtime listeners know, when Helix Mattresses first started sponsoring our show, Bonnie Burns somehow got the drop on me and made off with the first mattress. But in the intervening years, I have gotten myself a Helix mattress. I've had it for 
almost a year now, and it has improved my sleep. It has improved my life. I could not be happier. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which I have, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, which is a mattress designed just for big and tall sleepers, and they even have mattresses made just for kids. Now, if you're like me and you were a little nervous about trying it online, or like Paula, who was screaming in fear of buying a mattress online? Don't be. The Helix Sleep Quiz takes into account your individual sleep preference to match you and your partner with the perfect mattress. I took the quiz and I ended up with the great mattress for a side sleeper, the Helix Midnight Lux. Take my word for it, everybody. The Helix Midnight Lux. Oh, don't want to take Adam's word for it. I don't blame you. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula and use the code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Paula. Paula, I invited you over, but you fell asleep. Helixsleep.com slash Paula. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code.